hello hello you beautiful beautiful people welcome to this video to this hearing to this audio wherever it is that you are listening my name is chloe i am an ambassador of god disguised as many things um for the most part god gave me two weeks rest so for the most part i go live on instagram every monday share it to my facebook short blogs tuesdays podcast wednesdays detail blog thursdays and a youtube video every friday so right now i am like multitasking for sure i'm going live on instagram i am recording for the podcast and for the youtube so it's the same message that's going to be distributed if you want to read the message on short form or in detail form check out the godly elements blog you can find me everywhere at godlyelements.org so this week's message is modern day amorites modern day amorites this is going to be a little bible study i'm going to genesis we're going to start from the beginning we are going to um go over some notes that i took on some videos that i watched on the amorites and then we are going to go into amos um or amos i in my personal bible study time hey behave I'm studying out of the book of Amos. Amos was the very first prophet in the Bible and he came, all of the prophets, all of the prophets, all of the people of God, all of the, um, what's it called? All of the people of God, all of his mouthpieces are sent to bring warning to his people for to lead into repentance, right? It's to lead into repentance and the whole goal is that God doesn't want anybody to to die. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to suffer. And time and time again, no matter how many times God will rescue his people, God will do a thing for his people, God will show out that he is the only God and that there will be no other before him, people tend to place their worship in idols and physical things. This could be of themselves, this could be of money, this could be of other gods. You know, many people are turning to witchcraft, tarot cards, um, crystals, all of these things that are from other religions that are other gods that is ultimately Satan. If it's not from the holy God, the God of Israel, the God of Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, the great I am, Jesus the Christ, Holy Spirit. If it is not of this only God, this living God, the biblical God, then it is of Satan. You know, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light and he deceives many. You know, he can even deceive the elect, the very elect. The, many are called but few are chosen. Right, so every time that God is referring to the Israelites in the Bible, He's talking about us, He's talking about His children. So, I'm gonna go over that a bit more because even in the Bible, even in Amos, Israel was brought to great judgment. You know, it talks about a whole bunch of groups of people, and then it talks about Israel, right? It goes into a whole paragraph of Israel and how they were following after these people and when god had delivered them from 
Egypt, he told them, like, look, don't go after these gods. Don't follow after the practices of these people. And they did. They disobeyed and they they did. They made sacrifices. They were having um, unlawful sexual sin. You know, it was outside of marriage. They were basically having orgies. They're having all these things. And this week's message is modern day Amorites because you see this everywhere, right? There's people, one of the gods of the Amorites was where is it dionysus dionysus the truth unveiling ministries has a really great video on dionysus and how that's where memes mimes originated from so mimes originated from the god dionysus and this god um was the god of wine fertility and religious religious sexual ecstasy you know so to honor this god they would have orgies they would um just all these ugly things right and in that video of the truth and villain ministries he goes into how paul was in one of the places right next to the theater um designated for Dionysus and the religious practices. So we see this going on everywhere. One of the statues of Dionysus was this man with a large penis. And it reminded me of those protests and those those people where they were dressed up um, for all that's going on, same-sex marriage, transgender, whatever. And there was this man in this costume with an enlarged penis right it, it looked just like that and that's exactly what it reminded me of and there was children in these parades there was children in these protests and they were touching and they were smiling there were naked men walking around and people would go out to these protests with their small children with their adolescents and didn't see anything wrong with it you know for abortions and things like that hey behave i must thank you They would sacrifice their children right they would sacrifice their children and we see this with abortion there are people literally in front of Planned Parenthood saying I love murder I'm going to murder my child um, and they they're so selfish to the point where it's not even another person within them anymore but it's only on them you know it's only themselves they're thinking of themselves but they didn't care when they were giving themselves freely during that act to produce the human inside of them you know hey if i have to tell that again i'm, I'm gonna spank them with three cats i'm gonna just spank all of them so we're gonna go into genesis because where did it start, right? Where did these Amorites come from? We have to understand that everything is spiritual. Ephesians 6, right? Everything is spiritual. Um, I was watching Isaiah Saldivar last night. And on one of his preachings, this was like live streamed last night, right? So it was fresh. It was from a preaching he had done the previous day. 
And he was saying when he was casting out demons, one of the demons had told him, because he he, this demon was so stubborn and he wouldn't get out. And so Isaiah started um, preaching the gospel, right? He was saying, Jesus died on the cross and blah, blah, blah. And he rose again. And the demon said, you don't have to tell me. I was there. And Isaiah was like, you lying devil. And the Holy Spirit was like, no, he was literally there. You know, so the same spirit that was there while Jesus was being crucified was in this person. You know, so these spirits are roaming around. These spirits are very much um, on mission. They're on assignment. They are on task. You know, they do a better job than most Christians these days. Because Christians are only Christian to a certain level. You know, he was even saying that there was all these people, all these pastors, bishops, um, all of these people, the high names. I don't even remember what they were. And when it came to deliverance, all of them ran. You know, most of those people had demons inside of them and needed deliverance themselves. So it just goes to show what kind of Christians are in today's modern society. Right? So these people today are modern-day Amorites. So the Amorites, we know everybody came from Adam and Eve. Um... Cain and Abel were their children, one killed the other. And then, so let me see. So Cain, okay, so Adam and Eve also had Seth, right? They also had Seth. From Seth came Enos. From Enos, this is all Genesis 5. From Enos came Canaan, Canaan. From him came Mahalaliuth. And then came Jared, Enoch, um, Methuselah, and then Lamech, and then Noah. Right? And then from Noah, it always states this. Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So then going into 6, Genesis 6, man's wickedness. This is King James Version. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. These are the Nephilim. These are the actual giants. These are the fallen angels. We know that when Lucifer fell, he took a third of heaven's angels. So these are God's children, right? These are literally angels, fallen angels. And they took on the female, the mortals of the earth, and they bore children, right? So this is a heavenly creature with a mortal, and they literally bore out giants, right? These are referred to the Nephilim. Verse 2, the verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Verse 4. They were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Then, and it repented the Lord 
that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping creeping thing and the fowls of the earth for repenteth me that I have made them. Right? So God created everything. He said, be fruitful, multiply. We know that the first offspring of Adam and Eve, one killed the other because of jealousy. And then they started having all these kids, having all these generations. And then God was grieved so much to the point where he's like, I wish I've never even made mankind. So I'm just going to destroy them. You know, and then Noah finds grace with God, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, and the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So we know what happened with Noah. We know the story of Noah. He built the ark. Everybody thought he was crazy. Um, but it was only Noah's family that was saved, right? His three sons, their wives, and Noah's wife. Noah and his wife. And then all the animals, male and female. So we know what happened with that, right? Just to go in detail, Genesis 7, 23. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both men and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him in the ark. Right? So everything was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. There was a disruption in genes. There was a disruption in DNA. This is heavenly creatures <laughs> um, producing with people. Right, that produced giants, that produced the Nephilim. So, fast forward, everything destroyed except for Noah and his family, right? Because Noah was found perfect, he was found righteous, he, he, he had favor. And we know that anybody that has favor in God's eyes, it's connected to all that is connected to that person. Right, I know that I most likely have favor in God's eyes. I don't deserve it, but I know that those closest to me receive it as well. Not as much as me because they're not walking with God as I am, but it all who are connected to me will receive it because God has found favor, you know. So, this goes for anybody that is truly a biblical Christian, they have favor in their lives. They all that they are connected to will have some sort of favor, right? So this is back in Genesis. And then the covenant with the rainbow, right? So 9.18. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan, right? This is a different Canaan from the previous one, but this is a Canaan that is well known. So we know that the rainbow represents the covenant of God. It is the bow of God. Um, just promising that he will never destroy the earth with a flood. Right? We know that in the day of judgment, he is going to burn it. He is going to burn it. 
so he's never again going to do it with a flood but time and time again it refers to noah's children shem ham and Japheth. so ham the father of canaan saw the nakedness of his father so noah let me go back so verse 9 20 and noah began to be a husbandman and he planted a vineyard and he drank of the wine and was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent and ham the father of canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without and shem and Japheth took a garment and took and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their and their faces were backward they and they saw not their father's nakedness and noah woke from his wine and knew that his younger son had done unto him so notice how each time it was referring to noah's children it was shem ham and Japheth. you would assume that Japheth was the youngest one in the way that they are ordered every time they're stating his children however in verse 24 verse 22 is that ham Ham was the one that saw his father naked, told the other brothers. The other brothers went and took um, a covering. They didn't look at his father naked, and they brought him out, right? When Noah had woke up, verse 24, from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. So Ham is now described as the younger son, right? Because he was, he was the one that saw Noah naked. He was the one that told the other brothers, and the other brothers just went covered him and took him out right so then this is where canaan is cursed verse 25 and he said curse be canaan a servant of servants this is ham is noah's i mean ham is a father of canaan right and he said curse be canaan a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren and he said blessed be the lord god of shem and canaan shall be his servant God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of them, and Canaan shall be his servant. So notice how he didn't curse the son that saw him naked. Instead, he cursed the son of his offspring. Right? So Canaan is Noah's grandson. Canaan is the son of Ham. Ham is the one that saw Noah naked. And instead of cursing Ham, he cursed his child. And then the two children of Noah that carried him out, he said, Blessed be the Lord of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tent of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. So Canaan is going to be the servant of the two sons that carried out Noah. Again, Canaan is the grandchild of noah the son of ham that saw him naked so that's where that came from canaan is important because of ham's descendants right this is canaan is ham's child so before that in uh, 10 1 now these are the generations of the sons of noah shem ham and japheth and unto them were the sons born after the flood right so this is after the earth had been wiped out Noah and his family started multiplying. So it talks about Japheth's descendants, and then it goes into Ham's. This is verse 6 through 20. So basically, 
verse 8, the Cush begat Nimrod, right? It's talking about all of Ham's descendants. And one of his descendants were Nimrod. So we know that Ham's descendants, or at least Canaan, is cursed. Nimrod is the guy that most people celebrate for Christmas without knowing it. Right? Nimrod is the dude for Christmas, which is why Christians should not celebrate Christmas. It has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with the Bible. If you, in fact, look deeper into it and how it relates to the Bible, it relates to Nimrod. Verse 10. In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Eric and Akkad and Kalmak in the land of Shinar. 16. And the Jebusites and the Amorite and the Jergosite. So we know here that the Amorite was a descendant from Ham. Right? We know that Ham's seed, in a sense, was cursed through Canaan. And to go more into it, this is from Canaan. So verse 15. And Canaan begat Shiram, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jezubites, and the Amorite, and the Jergosite, and the Hevivite, the Archite, and the Shinite, and the Arphadite, and the Shimarite, Zemarite, and the Ham, all these ites, right? So this, these all came from Canaan. So, mind you, Canaan is cursed, and he brings about the Amorite, right? All of these people, all of these groups of people are named after one person because there was... This this is the beginning of a re-inhabitant, right? So if he produced Amorite, then his people, wherever he goes, that land will be known as the Amorites, those people. You know, they also produced Moab, um, the Moabites. You know, we know the Moabites. The Moabites and the Amorites were very close in range. And they basically worshipped the same God. They worshipped Molech. If you've ever watched the story of Ruth, the movie, the story of Ruth, um, where she was a high priestess. I don't know which version it is, but she was a high priestess and she was front and center of the sacrifices, right? She was supposed to be sacrificed as a child. There was a blemish that came upon her and then she grew up to train young children to be sacrifices for Moloch and how it was a good thing to do so. Right, she fell in love with this Jewish man, got married, they killed him, um, his brother and his father. So Ruth was left with the sister-in-law and the mother-in-law, um, Naomi. We know that Ruth followed Naomi and she was loyal to her. They went back to Naomi's land. She is a Jew. Ruth took on God of Israel. She became a Jew herself. And... From the family line, Boaz was second in line to marry Ruth, according to their family thing, right? So he did marry her. We know that through Ruth and Boaz came Obed, and then some other guy, and then David. We know that David, from David, came Jesus, right? So, 19, 10, 19. And the border of the Canaanites was from Siddam, and thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza, and thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Adma and Zebodium, even unto Lashon. So we know that the border, the border of Canaanites, was among Sodom and Gomorrah. 
right? We know that Sodom and Gomorrah was filled with homosexuality. It was filled with all of these wicked things. And God destroyed them with fire, with sulfur, actually. And sulfur burnt actually produces a much higher degree of fire. And we know that this is the type of fire that is in hell. It is sulfur and some other thing. Super, super... Just imagine. Just imagine. So now on to... 1127 Genesis we know Sodom and Gomorrah let's go a bit deeper we just know right now that the border of Canaanites is Sodom and Gomorrah amongst all these other ones focusing on Sodom and Gomorrah 1127 now these are the generations of Terah Terah begat Abram Nahor and Naram and Haram begat Lot so Abram this is Abraham right this is the God of Abraham this is the father of Isaac this is Abraham. We know that before Abraham, he was Abram, right? So Abram came from, obviously, this family. And then um, Lot. So Lot was the nephew of Abraham, Abram. Verse 31, And Terah took Abram his son. So Terah is the son or the father of Abram. And Lot, the son of Haram, his son's son. And Sarai, Sarai which is Abraham's wife, Sarah, before she was Sarai, his daughter-in-law and his son, Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haram and dwelt there, right? So you know that they moved, they went into Canaan. So this is Abram, Sarai, the family, all that. And then... 13, 14 through 18. Yeah. So the Lord spake unto Abraham after that Lot was separated from him. Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give. This is the Abrahamic covenant, the first one. Um... I will give it unto thy seed forever, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tents and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hedron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And then battle of the kings. I don't really know what happened. 14.7. And they returned and came to Amishvat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the Amorites that dwelt in Haziz, Hazizron Tamar. So Amorites, we know that everybody is spreading everywhere at this point, right? So the Amorites that were in that town, they killed off everybody. They killed off everybody, um, I believe, that they were that they were giants right we know that um giants existed before noah however at the same time david slew goliath which was the last of the giants goliath we know was a giant and he he got him you know he he got him um even if you go and research 
the last giant was in Japan. He was a dwarf giant. He was, I want to say, over eight feet or something like that. So this is obviously a descendant. He was a nice giant. He was in the parades. He was in all those things. It was very weird. But we know that giants existed after the flood. Which means that Satan does what he does. And he went and had his army produce offspring with the women of the earth again. Right? So God is just like, you know what? I knew that was going to happen. Just keep it going because I got a plan. This is this is how it's going to work. Right? So in this time, Abram. Yeah. The battle of the kings. I'm not sure who did it. But somebody killed off the Amorites in that land. And then 1410. The vow of Shittim was full of slime pits. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain. Amorites are also known as the mountain gods or something like that. And so Sodom and Gomorrah, all the people, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled to the mountains, right? And then it goes into Lot's capture and rescue. Verse 12 through 17. They took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. There came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol, and the brother of Aner, and these were confederate with Abraham. They had made a treaty, they had a covenant, right? This is going to be important for Amos. Everything in the Bible connects um, from one thing to another thing, which makes it so beautiful when you're in a true like studying a true thing um so much revelation comes out from different books of the bible and you just have to piece them all together so it's beautiful so keep that in mind um they were confederate with abram and when abram heard that his brother was taken captive he armed his trained servants born in his own house 318 and pursued them unto dan that took his nephew and he divided himself against them he and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hoab, which is on the left hand of damascus and he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother lot and his goods and the woman also and the people and the king of sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of chedorlaomer something and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. Uh, verse 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. And I will not take from a thread even to a sholat, shulache. And that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abraham rich, save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Anar, Eskol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. So Abraham's like, nope, your wealth does not come from me, it comes from God. You know, and he did not take anything from the king of Sodom, so that he would not be able to say that his wealth came from him. And then... It goes to the covenant renewed 
15, 7 through 11. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took them all of these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece, one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And then... After that, God renews his covenant, 17, 1 through 4. When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God walked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. So this is God going into the covenant a bit more deeper. Um, this is before Isaac, of course. Um, I think at this point, after this, right after this, Abraham is changed to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, and then the promise of a son. Um, Ishmael came out. We know that Sarah, she did not see it. She had her servant go on to Abraham. They bore a son, which was Ishmael. Sarah got jealous, sent them out. Um, and then Sarah herself was promised a son, which is Isaac, right? So Ishmael was still blessed. However, the blessings, the true blessings was on Sarah and Abraham's seed, which was Isaac. So fast forward. This is going into Sodom and Gomorrah. This is 18. All of this is in sequence, right? Just follow along. 1820. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Abraham intercedes for Sodom. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Preadventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will that destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again. And said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto them, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it, if I find thirty there. He said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. He said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. 
I will speak yet but this once. Pre-adventure there shall be pre-adventure ten shall be found there. He said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. The Lord went his way as soon as he had left communion with Abraham. Abraham returned unto his place. So Sodom was so bad in its sin that there wasn't even ten righteous people. If there was ten righteous people, God would have spared the whole thing. But there wasn't even ten. The whole reason why God has not destroyed America. If you if you look at America and all the other countries, America is the worst. America is a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Americans are modern day Amorites. However, God will not destroy a place for ten righteous. And I know for a fact there are more than 10 righteous people in America. God is raising his remnant. God is sending forth his spirit. God is sending forth ambassadors and doers of the word to then warn his people. Angels visit Lot. We know Lot, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. This is verse 19, chapter 19, verse 1. There came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. So Lot, um, angels came down to meet Lot. Lot was a really great hostess. He made them a meal. He had them um, just relax until they had to go again, you know. And then verse 4, the evil men of Sodom. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house around, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. This is talking about when Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, got pregnant. She was saying, How can this be when I have not known a man? So this is sexual encounter with them. Right? So these, all the men, old and young, came unto Lot's house and they're like, Where are those two men? We want to have sex with them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after them and said, I pray you, brethren, do not do so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and and do ye, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore they came under the shadow of my roof. So Lot is saying, look, I have two virgin daughters. You could have them do whatever you want with them. He was sacrificing his own daughters. They were saying, no, we want those men. Lot was like, you know what, these men, I'm, they're under my roof. They're under my household. I'm not sure if he knew there were angels. But he was saying, you know what, you can't. Why would you do that to my guests? These are men seeking these two men. After Lot had already also offered his two virgin daughters. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he will needs be a judge. And will we deal worse with thee than with them? 
And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. So the angels came, they pulled Lot out, and then they shut the door. After all these men were trying to break the door, I mean, you can imagine the strength of an angel. So they came out. Um, the Bible also says, be careful how you treat other people, for you may be um, entertaining an angel. Right? We know that God sent in two. He sent in two. So I'm not sure if Lot knew that these were angels. But you could just imagine the strength to push out a whole group that was trying to break the door and pull in Lot at the same time. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they were wearied themselves to find the door. So now they're blind. And then Lot and his family flee, Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. And then it goes into the birth of Moab and Ben Ammon. Remember, Moab is the place where Ruth is from. It is a place that is connected to the Amorites. And they worship more or less the same gods. They practice the same things. So, 1930 through 2038. And Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountain. And his two daughters went with him. For he feared to dwell in Zor. And he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him that we may perverse preserve preserve seed of our father so now the two daughters of lot they escaped the two daughters and lot they go into a cave and the two daughters are saying hey let's get our dad drunk let's sleep with him so that we may carry on his seed so this was um, probably the first case of ancestry. 33. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he perceived not when she laid down, nor when she arose. He was so drunk, he didn't even know. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesterday night with my father. Let us make him drunk wine. Let, let us make him drink wine this night also. So go thou in and lie with him, that we may perverse seed of our father. Now the second one goes in. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the father arose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. He was so drunk he didn't even know. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. So the firstborn, that's where Moab came from. And the younger, she also bore a son, bare a son, and called his name Bethamine. And the same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Many scholars believe that there is a connection with Ammon and the Amorites. However, I kind of believe differently. So, after that... Um, that's when the birth of Isaac comes, and then everything after that. So, in regards to that, that's the history of the Amorites. That's the history, a little history of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a little history of how Moab came into existence. Um...
so now we're gonna go into Colossians 3 1 through 9 the message version so excuse me so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ act like it pursue the things over which Christ presides don't shuffle along eyes to the ground absorbed with the things right in front of you look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ that's where the action is see things from his perspective your old life is dead your new life which is your real life even though invisible to specters is with Christ in God he is your life when Christ your real life remember shows up again on this earth you'll show up too the real you the glorious you meanwhile be content with obscurity like Christ and that means killing off everything connected that way of death sexual promiscuity immoral impurity lust doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it and grabbing whatever tracks your fancy that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by god it's because of the things of god it is because of this kind of thing that god is about to explode in anger it wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better but you now know better so make sure it's all done for good bad temper irritability meanness profanity dirty talk don't lie to one another you're done with that old life it's like a 50 cent a filthy scent of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire now you're dressed in a new wardrobe every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator and his label on it all the old fashions are now obsolete words like jewish and non-jewish religious and irreligious inside and outsider uncivilized and uncouth slave and free mean nothing from now on everyone is defined by christ everyone is included in christ so this is talking about um when god delivers you from your spiritual egypt into your spiritual promised land this is a process this is butterfly or a caterpillar to a butterfly you're maturing in faith you are being fed not only milk anymore but meat and potatoes right so you're going from glory to glory you're putting on the biblical jesus christ and excuse me you notice that everyone around the world are doing these things right are doing these things that are abomination to god they are modern day amorites in the sense that they are lovers of themselves they um, take advantage of the poor to build themselves up they're prostituting themselves literally and figuratively speaking they are having these sexual religious acts um, they are giving into idols tarot cards crystal sage all those things that are modern and new age which is really wicca so the modern day amorites and god is saying look remember you were once these people and you did not know it so now that you do know and you are in the purpose or striving to be in the purpose that i have created you for god then you should stick to this you are to stick to the biblical teachings the biblical ways scripture says that we are called to be set apart we are called to stand out we're called to be the light of the world we're called to be the salt 
we are called to warn God's people to share testimonies and to share the gospel, to share the good news. Many people are starving for the thing that we have found if we are in fact a biblical Christian. So God is saying, look, um, you remember where you once were. Remember where you once were. These are where the people are right now. These are where the majority of the people are right now. Going back into Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, Jude 1.7 Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. So if people continue to stay in their own ways, they are going to burn. Uh, where else? Ezekiel sixteen forty nine fifty. These are ESV. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess food, and prosperous ease, and did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me, so I removed them when I saw it. Jeremiah 23:14 But in the prophets of Jerusalem I have seen a horrible thing they commit adultery and walk in lies they strengthen the hands of evil doers so that no one turns from his evil all of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah Leviticus 18:22 You shall not lie with the male as a woman it is an abomination this is talking about homosexuality God created a man for a woman, a woman for a man. You cannot be fruitful and multiply any other way. There's a huge agenda where they're trying to push um, transgender on children, on minors. If you know anything about the world and what they do, scientists will get insects, such as mosquitoes. They will get mosquitoes. They will alter them in a way where they cannot produce. I believe it's the male. They'll get the male so that they cannot produce. And that will eventually kill off the mosquitoes. Right? We know that that's not happening because God is a creator. But that's what they strive to do. So in my opinion, they are pushing this agenda on children to stop the reproductive system. There are less babies being born currently than there should be. There are There is a higher adult diaper ratio to baby diaper ratio. That's how they measure the um, population. There's increase in population, which is a lie. Um, I do believe that the whole thing that we're in right now was population control. And it was man-made and it was planned. Of course, God knows this. So this is just um, an eye-opener to those that may not be in tune with it. Second Peter 2.6 If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Isaiah 1.10 Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Matthew 10.15 Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment 
for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. So I don't know, but Sodom and Gomorrah was pretty harsh. So he's saying Sodom and Gomorrah will be more bearable than whatever town they were talking about. I do not know. So every time, as I had mentioned before, God sends out his prophets, his teachers, his, his people. God sends out his people to be a warning. There's always a great warning before the destruction. There's going to be a kind of lengthy, it's almost an hour. Praise God. Okay, so Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Luke 21, 28. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amos 3, 7. For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. Matthew 10, 28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 24, 42. Therefore stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. James 1.12 Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Luke 21.25 And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and the earth of distress of nations in perplexity because the roaring of the sea and the waves. Leviticus 18, the message version. God spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel, tell them, I am God, your God. Don't live like the people of Egypt where you used to live and don't live like the people of Canaan where I'm bringing you. This is the literal wilderness to, or Egypt to wilderness. Don't do what they do. Obey my laws and live by my decrees. I am your God. Keep my decrees and laws. The person who obeys them lives by them. I am God. Don't have sex with a close relative. I am God. Don't violate your father by having sex with your mother. She is your mother. Don't have sex with her. Don't have sex with your father's wife that violates your father. Don't have sex with your sister, whether she's your father's daughter or your mother's. Whether she was born in the same house or elsewhere. Don't have sex with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That will violate your own body. Don't have sex with the daughter of your father's wife born to your father. She is your sister. Don't have sex with your father's sister. She is your aunt. Closely related to your father. Don't have sex with your mother's sister. She is your aunt. Closely related to your mother. Don't violate your father's brother, your uncle, by having sex with his wife. She is your aunt. Don't have sex with your brother, with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. Don't have sex with her. Don't have sex with your brother's wife. That would violate your brother. Don't have sex with both a woman and her daughter. And don't have sex with her granddaughters either. They are close relatives. That is wicked. Don't marry your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sex with her while your wife is living don't have sex with the woman during the time of her menstrual period when she is unclean don't have sex with your neighbor's wife and violate yourself by her don't give any of your children to be burned and sacrificed to the god Moloch, and act the sheer blasphemy of your god i am god don't have sex with a man as one does with a woman this is abhorrent don't have sex with an animal and violate yourself by him you know that's how age started a woman must have sex with an animal. A woman must not have sex with an animal that is perverse. 
don't pollute yourselves in any of these ways this is how the nations become polluted the one the ones that i am going to drive out of the land before you even the land itself became polluted and i punished it for its iniquities the land vomited up his inhabitants you must keep my decrees and laws natives and foreigners both you must not do any of these abhorrent things the people who lived in this land before you arrived did all these things and polluted the land and if you pollute it the land will vomit you up just as it vomited up the nations that preceded you those who do any of these abhorrent things will be cut off from the people keep to what i tell you don't engage in any of the abhorrent acts that were practiced before you came don't pollute yourself with them i am god your god and then And then Amos 2, 9 through 12. This is New King James Version. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of setters. Remember I told you I believed the Amorites were giants. Um, the god of the Amorites were Og Bishan. And in Deuteronomy 3, 11, it describes the bed size of this person. Of this person which was extremely large so and he was as strong as the oaks yet i destroyed his fruits above and his roots beneath also it was i who brought you up who brought you up from the land of egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the amorites i raised up some of your sons as prophets and some of your young men as nazarites is it not so O you children of israel says the Lord, but you gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets saying, do not prophesy. So they were trying to keep God's people in a box. A Nazarite is to abstain from or to consecrate oneself to among the ancient Hebrews, a sacred person whose separation was most commonly distinguished by his uncut hair and his abstinence from wine. This is from Numbers 1, I'm sorry, Numbers 6, 1 through 21. This reminds me of Jesus right so yeah the Amorites um, there's several YouTube videos the ones that I recommend are Josh Reeves the global reality another one from Expedition Bible that goes really deep into the um, sacrifices and how they found children in the actual physical place Another one is by Tom Carberry, and this goes deeper into Dionysus, which um, was a god of the Amorites, one of the gods. This is the god of wine, fertility, religious, sexual ecstasy. Um, the Truth Unveiling Ministries gives a great dive into Dionysus. Dionysus was apparently a son of Zeus or something like that if you think about it think about it so Zeus we know was a god had a child with um a mortal right produced these people and Dionysus was one of those people we know that Zeus had many children he was kind of a man whore and um you know so Dionysus he was raised by another family and they dressed him up as a female they dressed him up as a female 
So I believe this is where transgender started from in the spirit of it. Um, in Amos, it talks about how God destroyed the Amorites, right? He destroyed the Amorite 